0: hey guys welcome to my channel my name is dr. Tom LeHue and we're gonna be talking about type twos and uh, we're gonna be looking at uh, this book by Beatrice Chestnut the Enneagram guide to waking up and she talks about twos and their tendency to feel a certain sense of pride when they feel like they are needed or that their advice is needed and appreciated. In the description below is a link to my website tomlahue.com where you can book Enneagram coaching appointments. If I can help you, please feel free to reach out. I have a schedule there. You can book your appointments online and also I do have a lot of certificate programs and Enneagram coaching and uh, I'd love to have you in one of those Zoom classes. Um, Check those out on my website and also there's an events page if you'd like to invite me to come out to your team and coach your team and uh, help them learn more about themselves and how they can be more productive and effective, I'd love to come out and meet your people. Thanks to my patrons, I really appreciate your support. All right, let's jump into this. We're talking about type twos and we're looking at these key patterns for twos, and um, this one is pretty painful. I'm not a two, uh, my wife is a two, and uh, I think that this one would be one of the most difficult or challenging uh, paragraphs uh, in this section about twos. And you know, I I had a comment the other day, I had a person in my comment section the other day say, I think that Tom is too easy on twos, because his wife is a two i don't think he's sharp enough or 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 challenging enough to twos because their comment was twos can be downright mean people they can be like so harsh and so vile when they are upset or hurt or when they don't feel like they're being appreciated and so the comment was i don't think tom is being you know as direct as he should be because his wife is a two well, you know, that's probably true. That may be true. My wife is a great person um, and, you know, I mean, I'd say she's relatively healthy, but um, I think that you're probably right. Um, and that doesn't mean I don't understand the Enneagram. That may mean that I really do understand the Enneagram. And since I know that somebody that I live close to is a two, I want to be careful in in what I say because I know that twos can be quite sensitive uh, about these kinds of things. and so. Uh, this little paragraph here, uh, I think, is going to be quite challenging or difficult for most twos to hear. Now, you might hear this and think, "Yep, yeah, that's true. I know that about myself. I've learned that over the years. But then there are others that I think will hear this and, and immediately like become defensive and want to push back on this. And if you don't feel like this is true for you, then great. Because, you know, that's great. But if it is, then of course, maybe there might be a challenge here for you to take away from this discussion and see an area of growth or an opportunity for growth um, or, or health in your life. Okay, so here's what she says. She says, notice if you need to play a central role in other people's lives. Okay, notice if you need to play a central role in other people's lives. Like I want to be i want to be instrumental. Now that's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, twos and threes and fours are all in that worth and value group that are struggling with questions of like, where does my importance come from? Uh, it's helpful when other people remind me or clue me in in some way that my life is important and I'm making a difference in some way. And twos, you know, feel important when they feel important to you. And so they come alongside of you to be the wind beneath your wings and just notice I think it's a challenge notice that there is within you this desire to feel like you're playing a central role in other people's lives sort of that you know that I'm, I'm being of benefit to them and that's great I mean that's a that's a noble thing to to do to come alongside of people and to help them and to encourage them Uh, But just notice within yourself like this, this tendency to feel like you need that. Like I need to know in some way that I'm playing a central role. And of course, the obvious question is, is like, what if, what if you don't get that feedback? What if the other people are not communicating to you that you are important to them? What if they are, but it's in a way that isn't meaningful to you. I mean, what if they're, they feel like they're communicating to you that you matter to them and they love you and care about you, but you're not receiving that message or it's not a meaningful reception of that message. Then what happens next? Do you pull away from that relationship? Do you get frustrated? Do you get hurt? Do you get angry? Do you become displeased in some way if other people are not communicating back to you that your presence is essential to them or is central to them? And how central of a role do you need to play uh, in someone else's life before you feel like you're playing a central role in their life? Okay, that's a lot of pressure on you, and it also could be a lot of pressure on the people that you're relating to. Like, oh yes, that's right. Before I say something or do something, I need to make sure that I'm communicating to you that you are a central role in my life. Uh, You know, other people might feel like they have to walk on eggshells because I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to upset you. Um, and so before I make a decision I need to check in with you and make sure that you feel that you're playing a central role in all of this and of course other people might think this doesn't have anything to do with you like whether I move to Texas or move to Ohio whether I take the job at the factory or I take the job on the farm um, I have to check in with you first so that you feel like you've played a central role as my advisor, my helper, my counselor, my encourager. And if I don't do that, then obviously I don't care about you. Then obviously you don't play a central role in my life. And and you can see that this could be difficult for the people relating to you because they might Once they become aware that you need this central role or to feel like you're a central role then they've got to be careful that they're always communicating to you in some way that you're being considered and that you are a priority because if they don't well then you get dark and upset and hurt and nobody wants to see that nobody wants to intentionally hurt you i don't think nobody wants to intentionally hurt you and so they must be very careful and that's gonna make them feel like anxious around you or maybe just withdraw from you. Okay, so that might be what it costs to want to play such a central role in people's lives. Uh, Notice you may not recognize uh, all of the things that you do to assert your significance to those who are closest to you. And again, as a two, you don't probably feel like an assertive type. I mean, after all, you're in the compliant group, meaning you comply your energy to the environment around you. What do people need from me? How do I need to help them in some way? But notice you may not notice all of the ways you tend to behind the scenes in maybe a cloaked way you tend to assert your uh, significance or assert your agenda I would even say that you may not even realize how you're asserting your agenda into other people's lives or asserting your significance uh, and into their life and it may be something that you have to really sit and think about maybe even if you can open yourself up to talk to the other people in your life and say do you see that do you see me asserting myself In your affairs or in in your in your life or your choices or your decisions uh, because it may be something that you don't recognize or you don't you don't notice about yourself you probably think I'm being helpful I'm being helpful Um, but were you invited to be helpful was your help requested Um, Was your opinion requested? Was your advice requested? If your advice and if your help was not requested, then uh, why are you showing that help? Is it something, it may not be perceived as help at all. It may be perceived by those you're intending to help as though you are maneuvering things toward a certain outcome. Um, Something to think about. It's probably a blind spot maybe you've already realized this about yourself or maybe you're saying oh my goodness i never do that okay well good do you feel a special thrill when someone tells you oh we couldn't have done it without you oh we couldn't have you know thank you so much um you know and i noticed that sometimes twos give what they really want to receive from others. Twos are the the first people who would say that to others. Oh, you did a great job. You know, thank you so much for the work you do. We couldn't have done it without. Twos are the most likely probably on the Enneagram to to make such a statement to someone that they value and to somebody they support and somebody that maybe they want to align with. Twos are probably most likely to make those statements and notice that it's, it's twos that would most likely want to hear those statements. And so we do tend to give the very things that we want and we do tend to search for the very things that we give to others and so um, notice if you feel a special sense of accomplishment or achievement or um, you know a boost in your in your perception of yourself your feelings of significance when somebody takes the time to say to you wow thank you so much i really appreciate your help and you know i don't think i would have been able to make it through this without you um, And that's good. I mean, that's good that you, that you have shown up in such a way to benefit somebody else. Um, I guess it just might challenge you to question, um, well, again, what if somebody fails to say that? What if you give all this effort and give all this attention and give all this energy to somebody in such a way as to boost them or to help them, and then they fail to recognize you for that? In other words, what if they don't respond to you the way that you would like? Um, you know, how do you feel then? Do you notice um, any kinds of feelings of frustration or of, of, of despair or, or depression or sadness? Uh, if somebody doesn't reflect back to you, your importance and significance. And I mean, that's not a bad thing. I'm just asking you to notice, just notice that. Um, notice if you feel it one way or or the other when it's not when it's not given back to you it might be just something for you to notice about yourself and to challenge within yourself okay um, you likely ignore or deny the strategies you employ um, when you offer help or support to someone that these may Come across to others as a way of reminding them how much they need you. So her statement is: Notice if you tend to ignore or deny all the ways in which you might remind people through your help, service, support, advising, guidance, um, that they need you in some way. That uh, you, you know, I don't, I don't know that that would be intentional. I don't think that would be intentional. Like I'm setting out to remind my kid or to remind my parent or to remind my coworkers that they couldn't make it without me. I don't think that's a cognitive, I doubt that that's a cognitive thought you have that I'm going to set out today with the intention of reminding people of how central of a role I play in their lives. Um, And so since it's not a cognitive thought or it's not an intention, It may surprise you that um, if you think about it, that could be your goal. Like my goal in this, whether I realize it or not, the reason I'm upset is because I'm trying to communicate to them how essential of a role I play to them. And they're not picking up on that or they're not agreeing with me or they're not seeming to understand that. It's an interesting thought, challenging thought. Like I said, this paragraph I don't think is easy for you to digest. This may be stuff that you resist and say no i don't feel like that at all maybe you're not a two maybe you're a nine or maybe you're a four or maybe you're a one um, if none of this is connecting with you uh, or maybe you're just a very resistant two that doesn't want to face the pride and you know pride is one of those difficult sins to see because pride always moves itself away from you. The moment you try to lock in on it, it says, oh, no, well, that's not true of me. Oh, well, no, I I don't think I really, you know, behave in that way. So challenging stuff. All right. So let me see that again. You likely tend to ignore or deny all of the strategies that you employ uh, through your help and support that are ways of reminding people that i am of service to you like i'm important to you like i'm necessary to you and that they you couldn't make it without me all right and while it may be hard for you to admit you may tend to become controlling or manipulative to people if they don't appreciate you um and i i don't think that you would think of yourself as a controlling person you would like oh no those eights over there those ones yeah those people they always have to have their way I never get my way. Um, You might look at them and think, you know, those are the controlling, manipulative people. And you may be blind to the fact that you're coming across. There we go, let's say it that way. You may be blind to the fact uh, and surprised when others communicate to you a message that you're coming across in a controlling way uh, or a manipulative way because that's probably not obvious to yourself. Uh, that you're being controlling by trying to move your agenda or trying to support people in such a way as you feel uh, they need your support. Okay, uh, you may... Okay, uh, when, when people don't appreciate you or the guidance you offer, or I would say advice, if you want to connect with a two, then listen to their advice, you know, um, because twos are helping you through even their words. Uh, their little nudges and challenges and motivational speeches, you know, are there to challenge you and to come, ab- come along and support you and show you a better way. You know, there's a lot of suffering out there in this world and I'm here to help you avoid some of that. So, you know, you should listen to my advice, you should listen to my care, you should, you should accept my counsel and my care. And you know, that leads to another issue is like, are you good at receiving? Are you good at receiving this kind of attention yourself? What if somebody wants to help you? What if somebody wants to give you advice? Can you humble yourself to receive that advice? Can you humble yourself to receive that care? How do you feel when others make you the center of attention? Now, I think that there's probably like this secret dream and wish that I wish people would do such a thing. I wish people did care enough about me, like I care about them, to call on me, to care for me, to make me the... I wish they would throw a birthday party, you know, with that same extravagance I show. I wish they would do that for me. But when it actually happens, on those rare occasions when people think of you at the level that, you know, you would like, are you really comfortable with that? Does it create any anxiety within you when, when you are the recipient of other people's care and support? When other people want to give you advice or guidance, how do you feel? When other people, uh, you know, push into your life with helpful suggestions or helpful gestures, when they make you the center of attention, does that feel uncomfortable to you and why? And if it feels uncomfortable to you, then can you appreciate that maybe it feels uncomfortable to them? Not everybody wants to see themselves as a person in need of support or a person in need of encouragement. Some people want to believe that they can handle anything on their own and they don't need and they don't want to be obligated. They don't want to be obligated to your support. They realize that if if they accept your help or support, then maybe you've created a, a deficiency or you've created a debt that they are now obligated in some way to repay or to be grateful for and they don't want to uh, to be in that kind of a relationship. All right, what else, let's finish this. Uh, what if people do not prioritize you after you have met their needs? And we've talked about this a lot before in, in other videos, is how do you feel when other people don't respond to you and, and communicating to you uh, what a priority you are when you make them a priority in your life? And it gets back to that transactional, reciprocal, ways in which twos sometimes think about relationships is after all I've done for you, after all the care and concern that I've shown to you, um, this is the thanks I get. And notice, it is quite common, I think, for twos to, to live with a certain kind of resentment and sadness. I mean, after all, I've given up my identity. I've given up myself to be of service to others because I feel this great need to be an important person or to have worth and value. And again, if you could... I think much of the answer to all of this is you realizing you already have worth and value regardless of what you do for others or regardless of the support or the guidance or the help that you give. And if you could relax that need a little bit by realizing I have worth and value intrinsically inherent in me and I don't need to prove that to others, um, you're then free truly to love them with, with, with real love, not a transactional kind of love. Um, and that love is there within you. Um, it's 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 not something that you need to show in order to be loved. Um, but it's a love that um, that says, "I I I don't have to do this. I don't have to. I don't have to achieve some position of importance in this other person's life." I have everything I need already. I'm already fully supplied. I'm already fully content and I want to support this other person and I want to show them love because love is a priority to me because love matters to me and I think kindness is important and if they don't respond to me in the way I would like that's not going to hinder my uh, willingness to demonstrate such love care and attention and support. It would be nice It would be nice if they responded in such a way, but even if they don't, that's not ultimately my reason in doing this. Um, Could you do it in secret? Could you do it in private? Could you do it without any attention drawn to yourself? Could you do it anonymously? Uh, How would it feel to give your love and support anonymously and no one know, you know, what you've done in private if your left hand didn't know what your right hand was doing? Alright twos, we love you and we appreciate you. You guys remind us what love is, uh, but you can't do that when you need us to respond to you in a certain way. If you could let that go a little bit, you show up on the Enneagram as the people that demonstrate love and show what love really is to the rest of us. Alright, thank you guys and as always be present to life. I'll see you next time.